Welcome to Tabula Rasa, bitches. Hello, hello. Hello. My name is Allie, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season two, episode seven of Tabula Rasa, bitches. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, indeed. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. And in this episode, dear listeners, we will be discussing season two, episode seven, Lie to Me. Always, Nicholas. As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this episode, but today we'll discuss this episode, spoilers and all. The episode opens with Angel saving a kid from Drusilla's clutches and urging she and Spike to leave town. Unbeknownst to them, Buffy is out patrolling and observes and misconstrues the interaction. The next day in school, Buffy and the gang learn that Billy Ford, Fordham, Buffy's fifth grade crush, has transferred to Sunnydale High. Xander is, unsurprisingly, jealous, and Angel is as well when he runs into the Scoobies at the Bronze that night. Later, Ford sees Buffy stake a vampire, but confesses that he already knew she was the Slayer before she left L.A. Angel is suspicious about Ford and teams up with Willow and Xander to investigate him. They learn that Ford isn't actually enrolled at Sunnydale High and that he is part of a cult of vampire wannabes. Ford finds his way to Spike's hideout and cuts a deal. Make Ford a vampire and Ford will deliver Buffy. Ford lures Buffy into the cult's converted bomb shelter and locks everyone in, awaiting the vampires to come and convert them. Buffy learns Ford is doing this because he has cancer, is dying, and that he feels he doesn't have a choice. Buffy reminds him, you don't have a good choice, but you have a choice. The vampires break in, and Buffy holds Drusilla hostage, telling Spike to let the humans go. Spike does, and everyone except Ford escapes. The next night, Ford rises as a vampire and is staked by Buffy, while she and Giles talk about the complicated nature of life. And shout out to one Nicholas for this original summary. Shout out to me in general. And that is not a lie. <laughs> Agree. That is not a lie. I shout you out quite often. I am grateful for it. I'm cheering you right back on, you sweet thing, you. No. So I say this, I think for just about every episode, but I love this one, Allie. These themes are incredible and i just took i i connected some dots during this rewatch that i haven't connected before and Mm. i love this episode it is a great episode yeah i definitely saw some different threads in this one and i guess i don't want to say connected isn't quite the right word but yeah i appreciated different parts of it um, something just random and interesting. Uh, there was no into each generation. I noticed at the that. Top of this yeah, episode. yeah. I wonder what that was about. Was that a cut for time thing? Do you think? Maybe. Maybe this was kind of an extra long thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, okay, we're just hopping right into it. Whatever. Hop right on in. And what a scene to open us up with. Oh, I know the kid waiting for his mom to pick up. This is why I said, and I said, this is why we have cell phones now. So creepy doll vampires don't come kill us. Yeah. yeah. Um, PSA to parents in Sunnydale. I'm sure this mom was doing the best she could, or I hope she I was at least, sure. but, but yeah. let's maybe take extra vigilance in a mm-hmm. city like Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. Kids shouldn't be outside alone at night. Not a good idea. No. And no, definitely not. This kid knows what's up too. He he was good. He said, "I'm not supposed to talk to strangers." 
Yeah, which I thought was an underreaction to when she says they'll find your body. And he says, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. I wrote (laughs) when she said that line, this bitch really is crazy, but she has a great manicure. (laughs) (laughs) She is kept very well groomed. Yeah. Spike takes excellent care of her. I am glad for her for that, honestly. And we get some interesting, there's a lot of lying in this episode, but Spike keeps one very important promise. Always. Right at the end. I respect him for that. Yeah. I liked uh, Drusilla. So the kid says, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers or something like that. And Drusilla, she gets mad. She gets, is she get, mm-hmm. there's like fury in her. And she says, well, I'm not a person. See? And I, <laughs> it was so interesting to, to, to get that peek. I wonder what made her so mad about that. So I think. Based on her interactions with Angel, specifically this episode where she says like, and, and maybe some other episodes where she says like, well, I don't have any parents. So, and you saw to that. I do think she's bitter. Mm-hmm. I think like, I think there's a lot of her that would have loved to be alive. And, you know, at the time that she was supposed to be, obviously, like she makes the best of things with Spike. But sometimes in the way that she talks to Angel, I think she clearly resents him for that. A bit resentful. Hanging on to that. Taking that away from her. Um, Which, I mean, he took away her sanity, which is a pretty big thing. As well as all of her family. That's very rude. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't kill somebody's family. Come on. What's wrong with you? Are you racing a barn? It's it's crazy. Crazy really is as crazy does. Um, She, I think she's maybe having a rare lucid moment. Because I think, first of all, this is the like one and only time we see Buff patrolling on a rooftop. It makes sense that she's on a rooftop. Batman got it. Spider-Man got it. But uh, this is like the one time just so that she can see this exchange between the two of them. At the rooftop right by the two right. of them, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Drew knew exactly what she was doing. Oh. Because she has this moment where she's like moving her head side to side where like if you were at the right angle, it might look like they were making out. And it didn't really seem like, la, 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 I'm crazy. It seemed like I sense the presence of a powerful being. <gasps> I think I think maybe she knew what she was doing. Oh, that is a great theory and so plausible. Yeah, because she has, she clearly has her lucid moments. She doesn't, she doesn't always off in La La Land. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So it's not surprising to the viewer. Is it surprising to the viewers that Angel and Drusilla... Know each other? Know each other? It's because they know that Spike and Angel know each other. I think it was, there was certainly a twist there that we were certainly may not have seen how they clearly have a history together. And I feel like that piece. So I think maybe, again, hard to put my my feet in um, a new viewer's shoes. I think they could maybe, because she has run with Spike for so long, and it is implied just how far back that they all go, that like he and Spike goes when when they see each other in school hard. And I guess they see each other again on Halloween, but they don't really talk about it. I think we can be assumed that he probably knows Drusilla, Drusilla at least through Spike. This is definitely where we find out that he has known Drusilla. I mean, not this scene, but like later mm-hmm. in this episode is when mm-hmm. we find out he's definitely known Drusilla much longer than he's known Spike. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely the whole dining room scene is definitely mm-hmm. new information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, maybe red flag for Buffy. I don't know. Yeah, I 
have a lot to say when we get to that scene, as you probably will not be surprised by. So not at all. Um, at school the next day, Jenny and Giles are planning their night out, and Jenny won't <laughs> tell him where the date is. And I think that this is adorable. It's super cute, but I also completely understand Giles's frustration. I mean, she makes an excellent point. Do you own anything else? <laughs> Which he cops to. He's like, yeah, fair point. But I, as a girl who does heavily accessorize um, <laughs> and does like to be appropriately dressed, although I always err on the side of being overdressed because really, can you be overdressed? Um, but I definitely have had that frustration where a boyfriend's like, okay, I'm taking you on a surprise date. I'm like, okay, but... Give me a general, what kind of shoes do I need to be wearing? Are we going to be inside? Do I need a sweater? Like, come on. Questions I would never consider. I love surprises, so. I do. I love surprises as well, but it's like, maybe not every aspect has to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, I think Hayden knows me well enough by now that he would prepare me. Or I know him well enough by now. I'm like, pretty much anywhere he would take me, jeans and a t-shirt is probably fine. Yeah, and I feel like he knows you well enough that if you are going mountain climbing, right. that yeah. he's going to say, maybe don't wear a dress. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, is it weird that Giles and Jenny are just openly discussing their their date while they're walking down the halls of school? In Centennial High School, all the students would have been gossiping, that's for sure. Right. And I'm sure they're all already talking about Miss Calendar. Yeah, because she's a spoke show. She's a fox, yeah. For sure. So that's an interesting point. I feel like we all had theories about what teachers were dating. and I mean, we knew which ones were friends. They didn't make that a secret. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you always gossip about your teachers, but they were very openly talking about They're like little high schoolers themselves. It was very cute. So Buffy starts checking in with Giles. He says he's researching Spike. He doesn't have a whole lot to report. And I think he notices that she's a little down in the dumps. Um, He said, you know, take the night off. Maybe you could spend some time with Angel. I definitely noted that, too. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, steps for him, right? I said, interesting that he's, like, offering that up. Like, does that mean dad approves? Oh, well, how many times has... He saved them. Angel saved them. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> he has clearly showed that his interest is in them staying alive. Wh- so, which, you know, a point. in a place like Sunnydale, if that's all I'm, you know, at the very least, she'll be safe with Angel, which is a good that's true. thing. But Buffy. And she'll be safe with him. And that's and if she were to date somebody new, that would be somebody who probably doesn't know her secret. So at least with Angel, he knows that, well, she already he already knows. Yeah. He's already on the end. Bit of a bit of a calculated move there, maybe, but I think he likes yeah. him too. I think they've had enough time. I think yeah. Buffy's response is very interesting because she is down mm-hmm. in the dumps. And mm-hmm. she says, she says, I have it written down. Um, she said, I don't know, he might have other plans. And then she dips, she pieces out of there. Yeah. There there's definitely some like, oh, well, that was a that was a subtweet. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's more there. <laughs> yeah. She's ruminating. Yeah, well, and of course, we know what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, she doesn't pick up the fucking phone and ask him. Just ask, yeah, directly. Because no, we could never just openly talk about our feelings. Well, this thing... Heaven forbid. This thing that she does with Willow in the next scene, I think that I've done it with you about guys. I don't know if I exchanged handwritten notes, but certainly this thing where I'm 
asking like debriefing oh, with you asking yeah. you questions when it very easily could have just been go ask him this person yeah yes. yeah yeah that's true i've i've had you internet stalk some people oh it's fun i uh, like it yeah and there but there i mean there are reasons to the last person i internet stalked for you i was not successful at and you helped that's a mark of shame for me i'm so sorry i couldn't find there but but i have never had you internet stalk my current partner because your partner should be that a partner that you can bring stuff up to and i recognize that it's early but i'm just saying start a precedent with your relationships friends like you should be able to talk to your partner about shit Mm. you know yeah so that's just something that i definitely like i understand because she's young and and at her time i probably wouldn't have been good about communication either but i communication is so huge so it's something i always notice yeah communication's big i uh they they get into some good communication later on but it's not ideal at first (laughs) and it's the most not ideal that whatever i don't need to debate with you this early on in the episode we'll get there (laughs) so they're passing notes and they're in they're in history class and i love cordelia defending marie antoinette so much she worked really hard to look that good (laughs) cordelia you know what she probably did also funnily enough apparently marie antoinette didn't really say the cake thing or like she didn't I mean found it that literally. Out too. Yeah, as it I was, was like, doing research, it was like a flippant thing that she said. Oh, like, like something that you would say. Oh, well, they might as well eat cake. She wasn't literally saying, "Oh, just go give them cake." Like she wasn't. She wasn't literally saying that. I think that quote from her is so funny. And then the teacher backed her. We don't actually see the teacher, but we hear her voice. The teacher says, <laughs> "That's an interesting perspective." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should we should look at all sides of history. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is an interesting perspective. She's not wrong. Was the good of the people of France truly in Marie Antoinette's hands? Was it really? I don't know enough about history to weigh in here. Well, given she was a woman, I would say no. I would say no. I would say that she would have gotten her head chopped off sooner if she'd been like, you should be treating them better. Yeah. If she was like, what are you doing? Insubordination. Yeah, exactly. She would have been dead just quicker. Well, Sometimes here we are. So they're walking out of class, and Buffy's all mopey, and Xander's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And Willow says, "Buffy saw saw Angel with a girl." And <laughs> Buffy says, "Willow, do we have to be in total share mode?" I love that. <laughs> I think it's funny when Xander is so stoked that Angel may be doing something wrong. <laughs> so stoked, yeah. And I love, and I also love his next line was, uh, "Yeah, crazy dance party at the bronze. Very calm dance party at the bronze. Moping at the bronze. Moping at the bronze. Hey, the bronze <laughs> one stop shop. No matter your mood, come one, come all. True, true. So true. So this, okay. So at this point, they've all sat down, and Mister Mister Ford comes up mm-hmm. and uh, gives us a peek into an <laughs> indulgence that Buffy apparently used to have which sounds fucking disgusting to me it does it does did i hear right a box of oreos dunked in apple juice oreos in apple juice which to which in response i wrote ew you nasty sacrilegious straight to jail i mean i try not to yuck other people's yums but i can't imagine that that's good you know what we're gonna have to like 
we're gonna have to try it and oh, put that no. up on our don't on make our me socials. do that you're right we are gonna one have to oreo. use it you only have to dunk one it's like a and no then thank the you bite you can... i've had to have nasty can... no thank you bites before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you, yeah we we shouldn't knock it before we try it only if but uh, only if we I have do a it feeling... together <laughs> yes we'll we'll meet up on zoom or something like that and i have a feeling i have a feeling we won't like it but who knows who knows we could we could be surprised so i have a question for you so you're moping or you're you're having a bad day paul said something stupid uh what is your cheer me up snack Ooh, i have to think about that because paul never says anything stupid ever <laughs> he, he okay you can't your see boss him but he's off camera bitchy. pointing a knife at me yeah okay <laughs> okay hmm. rough day at work then yeah 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 so i i go back but i go back and forth between do i want salty or do i want sweet i never know exactly what i'm gonna want no sometimes though i'm just gonna throw a litany of things at you that i've enjoyed recently okay last week i went through oh i told you about this um off recording the other day when i when my stomach hurt shocking last week i went through (laughs) two party size bags of ruffles because it was that kind of week that's why your stomach hurts. Um, the the peanut butter patty cookies, Girl Scouts, are came to mind. Uh, Chinese the, food. Wait, the, the sandwich ones or the chocolate covered ones? Chocolate covered ones. So what are those called? It was tagalongs. But they're not. They're not. They're not called tagalongs anymore. What are they called now? Whatever. I think they might just peanut be called peanut butter patties, chocolate, or yeah, peanut butter patties, something like that. Um, Chinese food is another big one. Jimmy John's, even though the guy hunts animals and he's a bad person and we're not supposed to, but like, listen, their roast beef sandwich is really good. <laughs> Your social justice warrior-ness only goes so far. Listen, we all have our limits, okay? And yeah. Hmm. What do you have? Do you have like one go-to or? So. Oh, ice cream. I That's another one lately with chocolate ice cream, sauce. Sorry, ice I'm going to stop one. talking. No, you're good. You're good. Ice cream is ice a good one. Uh, So. I sort of have one go-to because it's what Hayden brings me. Oh, I know. I know what it is, I think. So when I've been when I've been having a bad day, sometimes Hayden will surprise me on my dresser because he usually gets home uh, late, late after me. He'll put on my nightstand a box of red velvet cookies from 7-Eleven. Oh, nope. Didn't know that. Wow. They are fucking amazing. I don't even like red velvet, like cupcakes or cake or whatever. But those cookies, and they have, like, little white chocolate chips in them, and they are fresh break from 7-Eleven. They are so good. Don't sleep on 7-Eleven baked goods. Interesting. I delicious. have never heard an endorsement of 7-Eleven baked goods. I have to try it now. What a delightful way to wake up after a bad day. You wake up to right? red velvet cookies on your nightstand? Mm-hmm. Hayden! Yeah, I know. Hayden. Write doesn't a book. Exactly, that doesn't exactly, exactly aid my uh, fitness goals, but it aids my love goals. So there's that. You need mental health in order to pursue physical health. And yeah, delicious cookies help with mental health. I am also a big fan of Ben and Jerry's. Oh, I love some Ben and Jerry's. What's they your favorite are, flavor? They are who they are for a reason. Um, If I'm trying to be easy on my stomach, I like their non-dairy milk and cookies. Or there, or uh, no, it's uh, Oreos and peanut butter. Ooh, like glabs of peanut butter and Oreos. I that. Um, which satisfies my constant: do I want Oreos or do I want Reese's? Yeah, why not have both? Yeah. Um, but also, I thought uh, you were gonna say for your go-to snack, uh, Nutella. I don't let myself buy Nutella anymore. 
Oh, that's oh, okay. That was a good one. All all through high school, I would go home, open the Nutella jar, open the couple peanut butter spoons, jar, and yeah. just scoop, scoop. Yep, yep. No, not separate spoons. No, I one said couple spoon. spoons. Can... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A couple spoonfuls. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that I, that was a big. But yeah, I don't let myself buy Nutella anymore because uh, I can't. I do not mo- have moderation when it comes to food. I am. It is something I'm working on. I think I might need to do the same with ruffles because I was thinking about it. I was stress eating today. Uh-huh. more ruffles i finished almost another party size bag in less than a week i can't do that i am approaching 30 we, i can't do that well, because there's this new thing where they're always putting like shareable size or like i saw that in a vending machine peanut m&ms bag you bitches know what, i'm not sharing this you, you know, know i'm not sharing this and it's like well it's what i got out of the vending machine like it's what i'm getting for myself so you know that the the serving size is the size of the bag. Right. That's that's the situation we're all in oh, here. So rude. That's why America's fat. Man. So yeah. Uh, but we also really like Netflix and Chilled for Ben and Jerry's. Um, that's another when you want the salty sweet. It's because it's got peanut but- uh, It's got peanut butter chunks and it's got pretzel chunks. Ooh. I only get fish food. From, from Ben and Jerry's, just because ah. it's my favorite, I'm gonna have to try some of these. Netflix other ones. and Chilled is good. Um, I think Chubby Hubby is very similar, where it's got like cookies and peanut butter and pretzels and stuff like that. Because Hayden really likes anything with pretzels, because he is the definitely has the salty sweet combination, mm-hmm. which is to be fair, it is a tried and true combination that pretty much will never steer you wrong. It's delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So we'll experiment with Buffy's comfort food. Yes, we will. Uh, so Ford's sweater vest, I I don't abide. Not over a t-shirt. No. 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 The the color, the assembly, along with everything else, I'm not about it. I like yeah. his jawline a lot. Yeah, I think his hair needs to be a little longer to uh, cover those ears, though. Oh, that's funny. I thought his hair was so '90s hot boy. It is. Oh, it's hundred percent like the haircut itself, but like he, he hit those ears, buddy. Um, he kind of and like with the one earring and just like the shape of his eyes, he kind of just looks like an elf, which is not, yeah. necess- which is not necessarily a bad thing. His, it's neither good nor bad. His earring, I thought of Link from The Legend of Zelda because see, in one of them, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so of course, so Buffy's talking about how he was her big fifth grade crush she used to totally moon over him she used to listen to that song i touch myself for hours which is so funny (laughs) definitely a joke i did not get when i was first going through this show yeah uh probably didn't even know that song uh but i love (laughs) later willow going oh that's what that song's about willow you're so charming and adorable sweet summer child so at the bronze, they're at the pool table. Oh, wait, wait, before, uh, so they're talking about their plans to go to the bronze tonight. Uh, and Buffy's like, you should come. And he's like, oh, only if I wouldn't be imposing. And then it goes, only, only in, in a, a literal, literal sense. sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some nice. We've all had that moment of like, no, you're really not welcome. But what am I going to do? Say no. Right. You've just been in invited front of all in these front people. Of me. Yeah. How am I supposed to? We're trapped now. Well, there is. I was going to to say that this Xander line in the next <laughs> scene that I like. Um, they're by the pool table, and uh, Ford is saying something like, "Like, oh, you can't get rid of me. I know all your darkest secrets." And Xander <laughs> says, "Can I make a wager on that?" 
Yeah. Of course, we find out later that uh, he would not make it would not make that money it would be but a bad wager yeah this, this is an excellent scene for xander though because ford is watching buffy runs into angel by the drinks and he says he looks older than her you're not, you're not wrong, wrong. <laughs> and then they shake hands he's like whoa cold hands you're not you're wrong, not wrong. <laughs> yeah this is a good one for xander yeah. i don't think you're gonna hear any xander slander from me in this not, episode not this one. yeah 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 he, this one's good yeah his his intuition, his jealousy only uh, sears him in a correct way. And he's not shitty about it. No, no. It's I, just... I don't think he's he's nasty about it. But I do have an issue with Buffy once again. Hey, something's definitely wrong. And she's just, instead of bringing something up, and maybe she didn't have to be super direct. Well, she was, she was like, what'd you do last night? He's like, I stayed in. She's like, oh, really? Hmm. And let's just fucking ask. Just fucking ass. I'm staring at Allie with my mouth agape right now that you are irritated at Buffy for asking pointed questions and you're not irritated by Angel straight up lying, boldly lying to her face. He lied. He said nothing. He said he stayed in. Buffy saw him out. Yeah. Well, we all know I'm always on Angel's side. Um, <laughs> if that is not clear yet <laughs> that is where my allegiance I'm, lies i'm always on buffy's um, side i love our dynamic yes you are no you are right he could have responded more truthfully because more truthfully no because truthfully reality, at all in reality what probably happened it was one of those half truths where he's like yes i went out to confront drusilla but then he probably did go home and spend the rest of the night reading. So it was probably one of those like, well, I'm telling the truth, but just not the whole truth. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, which, yes, you are right. That is shitty. He could have offered the information when she was probably clearly talking about it. But that doesn't make her in the right for beating around the bush. And then she just lets it go when he's like, yeah, I wasn't doing anything. I was just in, in reading. And instead of going, oh, really? Because I saw you talking to Drusilla. Okay, we can end on some common ground here. I would be much more willing to accept Angel's lie if he told his lie shirtless. Fair. I will accept most lies uh, if you are David Boreanaz shirtless. Um, but also, Buffy needs to stop turning to the nearest guy to make Angel jealous. Because what does she immediately do after this conversation doesn't go the way that she wants? She immediately goes over to Ford and is like, oh, this is Ford. Ford, let's go walk. Girl. Well, this Ford is, not is her, your response. her friend from a long time ago. She's hosting a new friend. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. Well, the... I, the same way when she did her little sexy dance with Xander, she knows that she could never feel romantically about Xander, but it was pretty obvious she was trying to make him jealous. No, I support playing with men's feelings <laughs> all the way. So this we've referenced this before. Um, don't shake your head at me. We've referenced this before. There are certain episodes in season two where the makeup, there's things... Yes. Happy. He did, he looks pale, right? And this one, Angel yes. looks really pale. Yes, especially in a couple scenes <gasps> when, when he goes to Willow's bedroom. And Willow's makeup is weird there, too. Yeah, yep, I had both of those notes. That is yeah. so funny. Same way she is, she is weirdly dark lipstick for going to bed. If only your opinions about um, Buffy and Angel weren't garbage. 
It would be. <laughs> that would be a less interesting podcast, Nicholas. Oh, I love you so much. We wouldn't have all these dear listeners. So this is a question I have that I think you will resonate with you. Um, outside, Buffy and Ford are are talking, and Buffy gives him kind of a confusing answer to the question of if they're dating. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty clear that they were dating. Dating, but I think he asked, is he your boyfriend? Uh, you're right. And I do think those are two different questions. Okay, you're right. Yeah, he did say, are you dating? Not, but like, I don't know. They made out on her bed in the previous yeah. episode. That was yeah, a that was for, a hosting okay, a boyfriend. So for people, so for people who are less relationshipy than us, I think there's gray area. That's just or there's dating. there's a more warming up period of like it's dating, but like he didn't pin me yet. He didn't. He's not my boyfriend. We're not official. Yeah, they didn't have Facebook at this time to be Facebook official, but I can see where she. I think she could have confidently said yes, we're dating. Yeah. But he does specifically say his boyfriend. And I don't think, like, they say the L word possibly for the first time to each other this episode. It is a thousand percent for the first time. But then, yeah. So I, you... I don't think it's unsurprising. I don't think it's surprising that she does not feel confident in saying that he's her boyfriend. Uh, okay. Well, I always thought somebody was your boyfriend before you dropped the L bomb. I think so. But they. They don't communicate well. <laughs> True. Um, so I can see where if you'd made out a bunch, you've told each other you love you, but you haven't said boyfriend, you could probably just assume. You'd be like, well, he told me he loves me and we make out all the time. But you haven't had the conversation. It was just a weird interaction and you're with your longtime friend and it's just like, yeah, it's a little more confusing. And especially when she thinks that she just saw him have whatever thing she whatever oh, she thinks just happened. Yeah. She's in a particularly shaky moment. She's like, I that maybe we're not. Maybe I thought uh, we were, but yeah. apparently not. Yeah. Right, okay. exactly. Or she's like, maybe I thought I knew what was up, but maybe I was wrong. Yeah. 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 What I do like is when he's like, Well, didn't I just see you slaying a ba- vampire? She goes, What? Wedding a, a what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Good. And then I have clearly this is a hypothetical question because we don't have quite answers this. Okay. So Ford found out that she was a slayer before she got booted from Emery. But how did he find out? I mean, like, was he already into this vampire thing? So he was, like, stalking vampires and saw her slaying vampires? Like, even if he saw her in a fight with something, I still don't know how he would have gotten the name. Like, he even knew the term slayer. Not, oh, you fight vampires. He knew the term slayer. Yeah, he's part of the community. I I wondered if... Okay, I wondered if this was somehow setting a precedent that anybody could know if they did enough research or looked hard enough. I kind of think that, so we find out later that he has a unique health situation going on and there's some, mm-hmm. there might be some desperation to, well, there is definitely some, like maybe that he was driven to learn more about his options for staying alive of sorts and that mm-hmm. naturally led him, like, that's the only thing I can come but to. But then he would have gotten me. his diagnosis at least two and a half years ago. Oh, true. Well, he could have because he said before she got booted. He could have. You never know. He could have. Yeah. You. You can. Could have been for a, a long while. battle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was just like an interesting. I mean, I guess it could have been a similar situation as how Xander overheard, but her watcher wasn't 
part of school. He wasn't a teacher. He was outside of school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that too. I, I was like, I was like, so does that mean that potentially more people know than we're led to believe, and they just don't tell her, or did yeah. he somehow find out through something weird that I don't know? Yeah, or maybe just question. like as her bestie, he was paying attention more than most people would, so he put some dots together. Clearly, he's a horror fan. Yeah. So I don't know. So now we move to the Lonely Ones Club. Goodness gracious! These I people. thought it was so interesting how they transitioned to this scene. It they mm-hmm. finished. This was one of those like we were talking about at the last episode with Colleen. I think I view things through nostalgia glasses, and now I watch things and I'm like, oh, I never noticed that before. That's so profound. But for the average mm-hmm. person, it's like, duh. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really interesting how it was it, like Buffy's last line was saying something about how like they were talking about how how it's nice that to not have secrets with him. Like he mm-hmm. knows the secret mm-hmm. already. And then it transitions right away. Like clearly Ford has clearly a secret. secret. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. But yeah, okay. I think there is maybe some normal people would, would notice the lovely transition that was like, I mean, clearly it was designed that way, but that makes it no less quality. That is a lovely moment that they yeah. kept in. Yeah. True. Good point, Allie. And actually in the summary that you wrote today, you answered the question, my question to this. Uh, does this vampire fan club constitute a cult? Well, you you use that word in the summary, so I think you agree. It's pretty culty. Yeah, you feel like it's culty too. I do because they're building towards this. Well, they are hoping to ascend to a higher plane through being made into vampires. Whereas other cults, it's more like, oh, Zebop is going to take us off on their ship and take us off to planet Borb or I'm getting those terms wrong but you know what I'm talking about but in order to make it to planet Borb you have to kill yourself first and do like right. a mass right. suicide yeah exactly. yeah it feels totally feels pretty similar feels totally cultish um I have a question about this set mm-hmm. is this is this the same set that we have seen for the bronze in some mm-hmm. no. because the stairs are the same they are industrial, but they are not the same. But even where it's like positioned in the frame itself, like at one point we see um, during the earthquake, Xander grabs Willow and goes and hides under the stairs and they're in like the exact same position. No. You don't think so? No. You don't think it's just a different angle? No, different you don't think they dressing? like they exchanged out like in the no, bronze. The we know there's like, a bar. When you and... go up. St- no, because the. First of all, the room is smaller. And second of all, when they go up the stairs, it's more like a catwalk rather than a second, a whole second level. The bronze has a whole second level. Yeah. We, There's more uh, room. Well, no, the in some of the bigger. In some in of the general. scenes in the bronze, we see it's a catwalk on the second level. There's a time. Hmm. Okay. All right. No, there's a balcony, but it's not. That doesn't make it a catwalk. Hmm. It's smaller. It's definitely, definitely smaller than the bronze. Okay, so they constructed a whole other. Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you, Sunset Club. You're creepy anyways. So I don't know if you notice this. Uh, so what is his name? Lawrence? And he's like, it's Diego. I don't know much about cultural appropriation, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure 
basic white dude renaming himself Diego. Diego. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels like that's going to be offensive to some. Maybe not the most offensive part because he's also about wearing this a whole cape, situation. which is very. Oh, I just meant about him in his outfit. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, I guess about the situation, you're right. True. I think yeah, that's probably if someone like walked in and like overheard that like this guy in this group was called Diego. I think that's probably the last point on their list of what's fucked up about this situation. But it is a point on the list. It is a point. It is somewhere. It is there. It's probably it comes up on the list eventually. At one point, it's towards the end of the scene and Dracula is playing in the background as Ford mm -hmm. is like quoting over it. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to confess, I've never seen Dracula, the original. Oh, well, which one? This is the, I looked it up. Lot. I think it's the which 1971. Okay. I think, I think was the there, there are... I have not seen that one. I have seen clips from Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is a popular one from the 90s because uh, Keanu Reeves is in it. There's a lot wrong with it, in my opinion. Um, Dracula has this whole like butt situation going on his wig, and it's ugh, there's just like a lot going on. Nosferatu is pretty much the same storyline. I have seen that. Great movie. Um, it is silent. It is black and white, but their monster situation is terrifying. Mm. Nosferatu is, I think, scarier than most vampires you see in the rest of media. Um, and then I did see Dra it's one of the Draculas. It has Christopher Lee as Dracula. You would recognize him as Count Dooku oh. or possibly as uh, Saruman from Lord of the Rings. Yep. Oh, yeah, the, the yeah. long yeah, white haired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, if you ever look at look him up on YouTube, he has had a bananas life. Like James Bond is like based off of him. It's wild. Look up Christopher Lee on YouTube. It is it is insane the life that this guy has. James had. Bond is based off of him, and he like knew the author. Yeah, wow. he was like his family was either royalty or they were like friends with royalty he was definitely like english upper crust he served in the british royal forces and all this stuff he has had an insane life before he even got to acting that is neat. and then if you look at just his acting career he has had an incredible acting career that is very neat yeah he's it's, cra it's That's crazy badass. yeah neat. it's totally wild i'll have to do some um, googling his version of of dracula is pretty good it was it was a little slow it was okay it was a little melodramatic which is kind of an of its time kind of thing. Well, there's extensive notes about other Dracula friends. I, <laughs> I have a movie day to have with. I am. I am very these. my uh my TSEM, my freshman college writing. Oh, right. It was about vampires. Um, it was it? the history of vampires in media. So it's very fun. cool. I took a financial management TSEM. That was <laughs> stupid. You were not taking advantage of what college had to offer. I, I did in some ways. I got in some ways whatever we don't have to talk about it whatever. so um, later Buffy that has night fabulous coats in this episode she does she does but that is that is skipping so later that night uh angel goes to see willow which how does he know her address good question we've already talked about how they both have heavy makeup on and it looks funny super weird super weird clearly they eventually noticed because they don't do that again right um but you know actually nick this is during the days where like phone books were still a thing so he knows her name. He may have been able to look up the Rosenbergs. Oh, I thought you meant Sunnydale as justification Small. why it, 
they were wearing heavy makeup. No, sorry. No, for how like, he would have known what? her at how okay. he would have known her house. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So um Angel asks for a help finding information about Ford and Willow is like, I think you might be jealous, but then she starts searching and finds out some very strange things about Ford right away. Um, and then we have this theme about also, also me being pro angel here. She's like, mm, you think you might be jealous? And he's like, yeah, I am. I, ne- I, I was never this way. I had no feelings for, for centuries. And now this girl, and he's like, yeah, so I, yeah, I am jealous. And she sees in his face, all that care and love. And she goes, okay. And then she starts and then immediately finds shit about him. So it's like, obviously his instincts are spot on can be a both and you can both be jealous and right about this strange dude absolutely but the important thing is that he admitted that he was jealous yes yes gold star for angel (laughs) um yeah uh the theme of lying comes up again um willow says she's not going to tell buffy that she's looking for information but the next day she's so guilty and it's very funny it was funny. <laughs> and she, I love Buffy's reaction of, are you having coffee again? We talked about this. You can't you can't drink coffee. And she's like, ha ha, yeah, makes me jittery. Have to go by. So cute. So Giles walks up and they're having this exchange and and uh, like Buffy is like, he, Ford, Buffy's with Ford and Buffy's like, yeah, Ford knows. Um, there for sure is a poster in the background of the scene that says it's a it's a picture of a a rotary phone and it says if you've been drinking get behind the wheel i don't know if it was just an oversight but i paused it i zoomed it says if you've been drinking get behind the wheel so i think that's them making a play on words and it's like the wheel of the rotary phone and it's probably advertising for a jail a phone. For, no, like a safe ride phone. Oh. Phone number. Oh. Like no, uh, get behind the wheel, like the dial of the rotary phone and call for a ride. That sounds that convoluted. Was, that was a thing before Lyft and before. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best, but I'm, I think. I tried to find the poster too with some creative uh-huh. Googling and I couldn't to verify. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could also just be a typo of like, don't get behind the wheel. But I think. If they're talking about drunk driving and there's a phone on there, I think they were probably advertising for a safe ride service. But probably don't include in your advertising words. Like, don't have your marketing campaign rest on a picture so that people know that you're not saying. Yeah, that's fair. Don't, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I think those are the dots that they were trying to connect, but I definitely agree with you. Probably not the strongest marketing. (sighs) That's okay. Good try for this little extra poster in the background of this scene that that's so funny. Nobody's paying attention to. So they're outside. Ford and Buffy are outside. It's jump tonight, and they're walking around or doing whatever. And um, some vampires run by. Mm-hmm. They go to track them down. There's two of them. Ford and Buffy get separated, and um, Buffy goes tumbling over a, a rail with one of them, and then Ford is left with another one who's just had her ass kicked by Buffy, and she's on the ground. And Ford demands information from the vampire and then lies to Buffy. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Uh 
I was so offended. I knew it was it's coming, a but really I was dangerous still lie. offended. Mm-hmm. But what's kind of nice, because I always get so, I hate like these plot lines where it's like secrets and stuff. I'm like, oh, just tell people things. But it's also because like I, I'm just an open book. I so like I just like don't keep secrets because like I can't be <laughs> I can't be bothered to keep secrets for yeah. of of my own. But it does reveal a very clear. Well, he was clearly lying when she sees him sees him later. She doesn't have to base it on a hearsay or like mm-hmm. mm, we found this information because then you can kind of explain that away. But then she has this very clear. Oh well, I saw that vampire and she's supposed to be dead. It's even more certain than the lying that happened with Angel and Drusilla, where there's still some mystery about who was this innocent? Who was it? Mm -hmm. What's happening Mm -hmm. here? It is. You're right. It is very clear. She sees the vampire later and she's like, okay, he's a piece of shit. Okay. Right. Like, this is not. This is very, very sus, as the kids would say. (laughs) Very sus. Are are we back at the uh, Sunset Club? We are. So I love, okay, so first of all, this is a very amusing trio, Willow, Xander, and Angel. Um, so they're coming in, and he's like, we, we stick out like sore thumbs. And Buffy, or Willow says a line that has stayed in my head yeah. forever. Just, okay, but do they really stick out? Sore thumbs. Do they really stick out? I mean, have you ever looked at a thumb and thought, wow, that baby is sore? <laughs> which yeah. is an amazing line on itself but do you have xander's response line you have too many thoughts <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about Allie. so much my I latest revelation in therapy was that i'm anxious and have too many thoughts myself so the fact that i watched this episode it's yeah. just bre- oh my you doctor do- eventually had to tell me because we were talking about like when we were first getting my uh my anxiety meds right and she's like okay do you you know how are you feeling? Do you think it's working? Blah, blah, blah. And I said something about like, well, I still have like a lot of thoughts and like racing thoughts and stuff. Like that. And she's like, oh, well, no medication's going to help that. And I was like, oh, well, then I guess they're working fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like oh. you mean, you mean my anxiety won't go away completely? You mean I, I will always refund. have, That's I will ridiculous. always have 10 tabs open in Chrome in my head? Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that. No, fix it. Give me different meds. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, no, that we don't, we can't give you anything for that. And I was like, oh, well, then whatever. I also think it's funny. So they, all three of them, well, Angel isn't really out of place. Xander's certainly out of place. Mm -hmm. Willow is hilariously out of place in that club with her, with her adorable sweater and her colorful tights. And it's just, I love her. Very cute. And then they run into, um, What's her name? Something with a... Chanterelle. Chanterelle. There Which, it is. Which, by the way, is an exotic mushroom. Yes, it is. And yes, it is. Uh, I'm not going to say any more about that. <laughs> um, and she's Sorry. Just... No, to viewers. Not because I do mushrooms. No, that's like a call out to later. Never mind. Never mind. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, yeah. It was more about who she is, not yeah. about mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Um. So she... Girlfriend. She is really drunk the Kool-Aid. And she says, they who walk with the night aren't interested in hurting anyone. Lol, that is the only thing they're interested in. Yeah, you have really. But this. So missed the mark. Like, so, so diluted. Living in the political environment that we live in, Mm -hmm. I could see there being vampires 
And a certain yeah. sect of people would be like, no, they're not going to hurt you. Well, especially if you have managed to stay in the realm of not having encountered real life vampires. Because, you know, it's just a lot of mysterious deaths in, in Sunnydale. It's not like it's entirely common knowledge that the mysterious deaths are vampires and demons. So I can see how if you were lonely little goth girl listening to a lot of like Kurt Cobain and you ended up on a lot of message boards and you found this stuff of oh they live forever so they can be with each other and not lonely anymore and not being in the sun makes them more tragic and lonely like I get yeah I can see how you could fall or if you had heard directly from the vampires and they said yeah I'm a vampire but People I don't are think in, they've met any people real are invading, and they oh. if they just said a bunch of racist shit, then people would get over the fact that they also said that I'm going to kill you. And but they didn't. They didn't actually hear is that from too real on the nose for our political. No, that's fine. Right I think that's accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could see how somebody would drink the Kool Aid. I like her line here, where Angel says, "You're a, we are a fool," and she says, "I've used this line before." I know you I'm, have. That's that's why I know this one so well. You don't have to be so confrontational about it. Other viewpoints than yours may be valid, you know. We have definitely said that Not to each other. Not all viewpoints are valid. Some it's viewpoints true. are stupid. They're it's like wrong. when people say there are no stupid questions. Uh, Hundo P. There, there are. are stupid there are stupid questions. There are stupid viewpoints. Viewpoints that are yep. incorrect. Right. Right. And it's also, it's like when, it's like if someone said like, well, the the sky is green. No, it's not. That's just incorrect. It's not. I'm sorry. Unless, I mean, it, and if unless that's maybe your, you're colorblind, but if that's like, your whatever. opinion. Your opinion is wrong. I'm right. Sorry. Right. When you say that real life vampires don't want to hurt you, you're wrong. Yeah, you are a fool. That is you a foolish thing to say. You are misled. You are foolish. Yeah. You bought into something stupid. You've been sold a bill of goods. Like, yeah. Chanterelle. Chanterelle. I, poor thing. I'm excited to. Yeah. And of see course, this moment is so funny with angels like they don't know anything about vampires what we do how they dress just as a guy who's dressed just like angel (laughs) walks down beautiful beautiful so So in the next scene we're in the library giles and buffy is summoned giles and jenny back from their date this date that jenny took him on is (laughs) so funny a monster truck rally somehow so miscalendar to do that absolutely um i can see where she might think yeah let's shake things up a bit um i think she maybe went a little far but overshot it a little bit there overshot a little bit but you know what i i read aziz ansari's book modern love and he gives an example of monster trucks of like what you always take he's like people are like why don't i ever get a second date blah blah it's like well do you do your first date at the same bar you always go for drinks. You always do the same thing. It's like, well, try doing something different. You could go to a monster truck rally or, you know, whatever. You can do just like do something different because even if it sucks, then you're like bonding over that. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was super cringy, but then you've done it together. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I go to a monster truck rally. Hey, Paul, if you're I'm listening, totally. take me to a monster truck rally. Right. Like, it's probably not the kind of thing I'm going to like every time they're in town, but like once. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah. And then I love Giles. So the vampire comes in, steals a book, runs out, and Giles has a book. They took one of my books. <laughs> He's so horrified. So funny. You love your books, Giles. Yeah. So 
Poor Buffy. Well, no, never mind. I wrote down this note and I'm going to read it and you're going to take issue with it. I said, poor Buffy with these lying men. Because <laughs> well, at this point, she's found out that Ford is lying and yes. fine, we can give Angel a heat. Maybe he didn't. I will meet you halfway that maybe when he, in the bronze, it was the half lie. But that was my so, note and I read it. I mean, lying men in general, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not about yeah. them. As a category, not a fan. You know what I am a fan of? In this next scene, when we see Spike and Drusilla, I just have the note, damn those cheekbones. Oh, they're nice. They're even nice. Marsters. Man. You are a fine specimen. And I don't care if you hear this. I would be thrilled. I would be thrilled if you heard this. And I'm going to chime in too. James Marsters, you fine specimen. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, on top of, like his incredibly good looks. He's also very talented, but he did have a good running start. <laughs> his uh, character here to Drusilla too, it continues to be really charming and sweet. Super sweet. And I love, I love this moment where she's like, oh, why won't the birdie sing? And he actually very gently says, well, it's dead, Drew. You didn't feed it. And so it died just like the last one. And then she gets upset and he goes, I'm sorry, I'm stressed. And like just like very quickly apologizes. And when he was talking about the dead bird, he was not yelling. He was not calling her stupid. He was just pointing out clear facts. I'm like, well, to be fair, you didn't feed it. And now it's dead. And he says he'll get her another one. And that, yes, exactly. And it's just like, oh, they, I know everybody talks about like Harley Quinn and the Joker. That's messed up. People should talk about Spike and Drusilla. Hmm. They are couple goals. He, they are super supportive of each other. They have common interests. Eyeballs to entrails. Eyeballs to entrails, my sweet. And so Ford comes in, storms in. Turns out that's the information that he got from the uh, vampire that he did not stake. And he says, I, I, you know, I know who I, I know who you are. And Spike says, yeah, I know who I am too. So what? Yeah, they're... Their exchange here is funny. And eventually Ford so says, funny. you make me a vampire and I'll give you the Slayer. Fucking <laughs> I, asshole. Fuck you, dude. I've known you for two minutes and I can't stand you. I don't feature you living forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. We've only thinking about consequences. I love it. The viewers have only seen Ford for, I don't know, 32 minutes or so at this point. And I don't Not fancy him being around forever either. Yeah, I have I have a note here, and maybe this is because I've seen it and I know where the episode's going. I never liked Ford. Like, did you ever fall for it? Did you ever have a time when you were watching this episode where, like, in the beginning, you were like, "Oh yeah, your friend." No, it's pretty clear early on. It's pretty clear. E- even if even if it's not clear right away that he's evil, sometimes you just have a sense about a guy right away. You're yeah, you're skeezy. You're I don't. Yeah, there's something in his expression and the way he carries himself. You're just like, I don't feel comfortable with you. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, so the next scene, we have the um, aforementioned dining room scene where Angel comes over to talk to Buffy. God, don't you just hate X talk? It's never going to go it's well, right? usually not this extreme. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Buffy is... So at this point, she at this point, yeah, she finds out that um, Willow and Xander have also not been being. She's just not sure who she can trust mm-hmm. at all. And oh, that's right, because she finds. So yeah, backing up before we get to the dining room, uh, she says that 
or Willow says that Xander, when he came over last night, he was he was just really concerned. And no, that's the next scene. No. She, nope. In that scene right before she, oh. um, are we? So are we are we not at the dining room? No, we're in the dining room scene. She oh, okay. finds out okay. that Willow and Xander have been in cahoots with Angel to dig up information about Horde. Okay, yes, 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 yes. And I then in the next scene, they address it. My, and it's yeah, icy. Right. No, you're right, though. You're right. That is I, what I happens. Sk I skipped over the, uh, in my notes. Yeah, so yeah, they're having this, woof, this is quite the X talk. And I can imagine why he wouldn't want to tell her uh, his backstory with Drusilla. But I do agree with her of, like, I need to know. Yeah, I, I don't care if I'm not going to like it. I need to know. I yeah, this always is crucial say, information at this it point. It is so much better to know. Like, just fucking tell me. I said it from the beginning with with Aiden. I don't care what it is. Just fucking tell me, and then we can deal with it. Yeah, I've said but the I same. Can't, I can't I have handle the same a situation. Yeah. Right. I haven't. Ha I can't handle a situation if you don't give me all the information. And if I find out about it, it's going to be a hell of a lot worse than exactly. If you just tell me. So right. he said, so Angel says, and I feel conflicted about this statement. Angel says, sometimes the truth is worse. And uh, I mean, I'm, you're right. Sometimes it yeah, is worse. It is. But like still probably. Right. I'm not going to stop asking for it. Ugh. I may afterwards regret asking, but I'm not going to not ask for it. I can't not know. Yeah. I would always rather know. Because, yeah, then what if she finds out later from reading a book or something? And then it's like, well, you could have told me. It's or just... in some showdown with Drusilla where mm -hmm. finding out troubling information is going to throw you off and it's potentially like Right, and thing. you don't know if she's lying because she's just because she's evil or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to you gotta know. Angel has a quote here that he's totally right about. About Ford, he says, you can't trust him. So true. Very true. So Very true. true. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then the next day, Ford and Buffy are like they're at, right at the entrance to school, and this is really where everybody so he's, tense. Yeah, yeah, so cryptic, this so camera tense. angle on that, the music. And the music. Yeah, yeah, you're like, well, if we were trying to like him before, we're not now. Yeah, that's a good point. And then, and then this is when she runs into Willow and Xander, and things are not okay between them, and. Uh, does okay so it's like one of those situations where she found out that her friends were right yeah that ford's a creep yeah but they still went behind her back and that's still like ah uh, what who yeah what? let's process this no Who's one ever right? likes that. what are the thoughts so i think there's good and bad on both sides because it is buffy's like longtime friend so i can see where if you had feelings and like if you know like they had they had had concerns i can see wanting to see if there was anything there before bringing it up to buffy because buffy's not going to take it well if you just throw out i don't trust that guy with nothing to back it up but it it is still general i do think it was probably the most effective way to go about things because they never would have found those things about him if they hadn't looked they never mm -hmm. would have found the sunset club Mm -hmm. if they hadn't mm -hmm. looked mm -hmm. so i think ultimately they did the right thing or they did the smart thing but buffy still is well within her rights to be hurt by the fact that they went behind her back yeah okay agreed all around spot on analysis Allie. but again about the like i'd just rather know just fucking tell me willow could have called her like immediately after finding that stuff out 
Yeah, or, that he wasn't enrolled at right. the school that he said he was enrolled at. That's or, sketchy. Right, right away. Or found her first thing the next day at school. Yeah. She, it's oh, it sort of becomes that like lying by omission if you wait too long to give the information. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yes, we shouldn't have gone behind your back, but look what I found. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, messy, 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 messy. Mm -hmm. For sure. But we get this cute quote. So Willow says, like, oh, well, when he came over, when Xander or when Angel came over, blah, 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 he was just really concerned. And Xander goes, he was in your room. And Willow, very plain face, goes, ours is a forbidden love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. My dogs are flipping out. Okay. Care I've been I've seconds. been seeing Sammy uh, sit I by know, the door, so, so you're good. Annoying. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Fucking annoying dog. <laughs> do 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 do. Checking my email. Checking my email. No, he didn't respond to me. That's fine. That's fine. Cause I didn't respond to them. Don't don't didn't respond to them. Look at those cute dogs. Look at them being so cute. Assuming you're ready to move on. Now we are, it is that night. Buffy has, actually, it's not even that night because Buffy says, ah, I couldn't wait till tonight. She shows up at the Sunset Club and Girla is having a great hair day. And she's also wearing the plaid pants that I love so much. She's had a few incredible uh, hair looks this episode. There was a, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there was a like kind of a cascading part in one of them that I loved. Ah, that 90s zigzag part. Yeah, I Never make that. it happen with my hair. That is a straight girl thing but uh straight, straight hair, hair girl thing yeah Allie did you just come out to me yeah I did yes I'm honored that I could be in this setting uh so she's walking down the steps and she's talking about oh everybody has flaws and she has a really good slayer vibe here she's like she's like everybody has flaws you're a lying scumbag <laughs> Whoa, savage yeah she also has a good line um I don't need to understand. I just need to know. More themes about truthfulness coming up. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I just need, I need all of the cards on the table. The, uh, so Ford has a line here. He says, this is so cool. It's just like it played in my head. And he, uh, he had a similar line when he was talking to Spike yep. too. And he's about to try and get sympathy from all of us. Mm -hmm. But, but this is all just a game for him. Yep. There is something sadistic about him. Yeah, I have the notes. So Ford was always a psychopath. Yeah, right. Ford was yeah. always a psychopath. Yeah, because I, I even have the note later. Um, I could vomit for twenty four hours straight and still not want to murder a room full of wannabes. Yes, true. Yeah. Um, and Buffy has another great sass slayer line. She's talking about Diego. She goes, "And my God, could you have a dorkier outfit?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I hope you're, well, I hope he reevaluates his life choices after this episode. I hope so, too. Um, So uh, Buffy is trying to think creatively to how to get out. At this point, they've locked the door behind her that only opens from the outside. Um, Ford is following her around. Um, Ford, Buffy's like, you know, being a vampire isn't safe. what it's going to appear to be. And he says it's better than nothing. And then this is, this, I still do hate this guy, but this line, this like reversal here, this was a twist and it, it was a gut punch. I guess. I just, the whole time, it's, it's kind of like how a lot 
of serial killers blame like bad parents, blame abuse, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. A lot of people were molested as children and don't choose to murder people. A lot of people get, I just, maybe it's because like, I'm thinking of this whole room of people that are just like being preyed on essentially by this one guy's malicious thing. Cause he knows that he is the only one that's, that's going to get turned. He yeah. knows that. Yes. And I guarantee the rest of them do not. It's not like it's a room full of dying people. Yeah. The rest of them are probably perfectly healthy and probably have like, I don't know, loving parents, at least some of them. Um, they're just probably undiagnosed mental health issues. Or um, maybe they've had equally tragic lives in their own right. And right. now and now this guy has decided that his life is worth more than the rest of theirs. And he's exactly gonna this whole thing that he's talking about of just like what, you know, don't I deserve to live? I'm like, you are one person. No, you don't deserve to live. Or like, or it's just like not any more than the rest. Not of them, any yeah. right, exactly. Not any more or less than anybody else. It just the whole and his tone and his face. Just the whole time, I was just like, wah, wah. I don't know. I was not. I I, I, felt I, I a little. I was not. I did not feel bad for him. I felt more conflicted about it, and I wrote this note too. Buffy takes a second and she says, "I'm sorry, I didn't know." Or I'm sorry, I had no idea. Uh -huh. But what you're still doing is very wrong. Exactly. Or but what you're doing is still very wrong. And her instant moral clarity around uh -huh. it is um, really spot on. And yep. something that I also associate with you, Allie, you tend uh -huh. to know right away when I've texted you conflicted, or I'm like, uh -huh. should I do this? Should I do that? And 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 usually you're like, no, don't do that. Yes, That's a bad I idea. can spot it in other people. I, which I think is a very human thing of like, it's easy to identify in other people. And then I have my people, you are one included, where if I'm trying to debate on a situation, I go, is this a dumb bitch move? Or am I crazy? And then usually you guys go, no, you're not crazy. Or you go, mm, maybe don't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm grateful to be in that circle. Um, Buffy's quote here, I think, is one of the most powerful of this season. I might say... Should I say, I don't know if I'll say series. One of the most powerful quotes of the season for me, she says, you have a choice. You don't have a good choice, but you have a choice. Is a great line. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, it can definitely, because yeah, it can feel like you don't have a choice, but you do. He, yeah. This goes to my feelings that I just explained. Because Ford says, you know what, Summers? I really did miss you. And then I wrote, I roll. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Whatever, dude. So my good feelings for him completely evaporated when she's going down the steps to warn people one last time and Ford pushes her down the steps. Yeah, no. I and wish pain for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, I did another fashion note. Uh, she's wearing white boots. And after that fall, I'm like, those white boots would not survive a fight. <laughs> the second she dirty. rolled down those are gonna be scuffed to hell oh no mm, that was not a smart call buffy but you know what was a smart call she's surrounded you know so spike and his gang comes in first of all one of his spikes uh henchmen is lucius that is a good vampire name diego meh lucius excellent vampire lucius name. it's a good vampire name i like as they're coming in chanterelle goes up the steps and the second Spike walks in and she sees his vamp face, mm -hmm. there's just this instant terror she gets in her eyes. Yep. That is incredible acting, but also just, I don't know. I found that moment really powerful. 
it is a really powerful moment because it's that you, we get to see on her face that moment of, oh, wow. Oh, it, I fucked up. Oh, I fucked up. Oh, this isn't what I thought it was. Oh, reality isn't what I was fantasizing about or like, you know, all of that. Like, be careful what you wish for, those kinds of things. And wh- why it's obvious that none of them have, well, other than Ford, none of them have met an actual vampire. Mm-hmm. None of you would be here mm-hmm. if you had met a vampire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Buffy makes this very smart play because Spike comes in fully loaded. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, a lot of innocence in the room. So Buffy, very smart, takes Drew and takes Buffy her. brilliance. Another, another excellent Slayer leap. Yep. Off a chair onto the balcony. We love a Slayer leap, love including Slayer. the sound effect too. The yeah, yeah, and I also love that the chair thingy that she launches herself is like this spiral, like three person thing. And when you sit, you're like all face each other. I love that. I love that chair. I want that chair. Um. <laughs> so, so Buffy has Drusilla, and he in Buffy says to let everybody go. And there's a lot of liars in this episode. Spike is not one of them. Spike remains true to Drusilla. He yep. he says to he 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 fulfills her demand. Lets everybody go. Yep. And Buffy locks everybody down in the dungeon. Yep. All the vampires. Now this is an instance that makes sense why she lets Bite go because mm-hmm. she was seriously outnumbered. There's a whole ton of innocents that need to get out. This was absolutely right call. Um, letting him go. We talked about in the last episode how sometimes she does that, and it's like, why? Right. Sometimes I'm like, mm, you probably could have taken him, or you could have at least tried. You yeah. could have put up a bigger fight before you decide to call it. I don't know. But, you know, some, some, I, just, I would make different decisions as a Slayer than she would. You know, that's fine. So uh, Ford is left down in the in the bomb shelter with everybody and he says he he tells spike i did my fulfilled my end of the bargain i brought her to you so i'm still expecting to be turned here yeah and like you said to his credit spike spike admits it he's like yeah you're you're right you you did you did hold up your end of the bargain and we we find out he does indeed convert ford now so she finds his body probably like the next day Clearly, he gets buried, all that stuff. How long does it take to rise then? That's a good question. I feel like... I know funerals and burying and stuff like happen fairly quickly. But, but And I know that that's why they have like cold rooms and stuff so that they don't have to happen immediately. But... It takes a few days. Yeah. Usually to get all your like rooms together. Least, and... Yeah. So how long does it take for a vampire to rise? Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I guess it's a. I guess it's a few days. Yeah, I got. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't but really have an seen, answer to that. I don't know. We could find a mil- I don't know. These will be great unanswered questions that <laughs> one day when we have somebody who created Buffy, not he who must not be named, but somebody else on this Other podcast, people. we'll have Jana Spenson. I would. She be, was another. She yeah. was a major writer, and she was. Um, there's a lot of like she, Marty Noxon, David Greenwald. Um, David Greenall, who went to go on to co-create Grimm. Um, so they are they were also big writers that get we'll have one of them on someday. Yeah. We're gonna manifest it. Yep. This dialogue between Giles and Buffy is really Love powerful it. too to me. Yes. Just about trust and things are complicated and uh-huh. sometimes good guys are bad 
do bad things and bad guys do good things and how do you know who to trust and just man it really it growing up sucks sucks yeah being a human sucks it's com- yes. like you said it's complicated it's messy so much fucking going on um i love her line it'd be simple it'd be simpler if i could just hate him mm. and i think everybody who's ever been through a breakup can totally vibe with that because it is so nice and simple when you're in that phase of like i'm just angry it's yeah. so much harder to be hurt yeah yeah when it gets more nuanced though that's mm-hmm. when it's yeah when it gets really tough so giles is, i think his timing is incredible giles is joking that you know buffy says is it ever going to get easier and she says lie to me um and giles is saying yeah of course it gets easier you know you're always going to know who who's the bad guy i actually, guy actually have it guy. written down if oh, oh good, good. yeah yeah and he says yes it's terribly simple the good guys are always stalwart and true the bad guys are easily distinguished by their pointy horns or black hats we always defeat them and save the day no one ever dies and everyone lives happily ever after and just as it fades to black buffy says liar so good so good i love that and i love i like you said it's such a good moment where she's like like her saying lie to me because she knows that's not true but we've all had that moment of don't i know the truth don't just, just indulge me, right? Please. Just, just let me for two minutes live this little fantasy. Don't shit on my parade, because trust me, I'm aware of the situation. You don't have to tell me. And Giles does; he indulges it's her, so but sweet. he knows that she knows, and it's just a beautiful moment between the two of them. Yeah, it is definitely probably one of the first things that goes to that comes to mind when I think of their relationship. I think of this this graveyard scene. Yeah. This one, as I was doing, as I was doing my usual research, is ranked among the highest in a lot of like consistently got nine or eight, nine or ten stars. And the people who gave it eight stars, fuck y'all, splish splash your opinion is trash. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, oh man, this is a good episode. No, because it's good. Because something that I think always makes for a good story is a a complex villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we love Spike, because he's clearly capable of, like, emotion and sweetness and tenderness when he's with Drusilla. And then he's also very clearly, at least by reputation, capable of incredible violence, cruelty, all those things. Because, yeah, it's it would not make for an interesting show if all of the bad guys were only bad guys. Mm-hmm. Be easier, of course. But yeah. Gotta have some twists. Gotta have some hard lessons learned. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. And we hope you'll join us again next week when we will discuss season two, episode eight, The Dark Age. And The Dark Age is going to be another super special episode, folks, because we're going to have a super special guest joining us, my dear friend, Philip Beachler. Philip has been such a kind listener of the pod, dear friend. He emailed us such a cute note the other day, and it was so kind. Um, I got to see Phil get married. It was delightful, such a fun time. And uh, this is going to be a really fun one to have them on. So, Yay, I can't wait to meet Phil, because any good friend of yours has, has passed the test necessary. So I am sure I will adore him, and I'm very excited to meet him. 
And yeah. If, and if you are just too excited to wait until the next episode to chat, send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That's T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at tabularasabpod. And we'd be so thrilled if you would leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It's a big help to the show. And fun fact, uh, Philip, who's going to be our co-host next time. I just said that. I don't need to repeat that. Whatever. Philip was the first person to leave us a five-star review. I did not know that they had done that for us, but um, found out uh, recently that that first review, the first five-star review that I sent to you that one time, Allie, and I was like, who is it? Oh, my God. So nice. Cool. 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 Oh, my God. It was, it was, oh. it was Phil. Well, then I already love you, Phil. Yeah. Excellent. Very excited. We uh, have not uh, talked about one crucial piece of information, my dear Allie, and that is where people find you on social media. Well, people can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at DaughterPick, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K. And you can find me on TikTok at Future Black Cat. And if you wish to help me as a uh, young starving artist you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash ally press a-l-l-i-e-p-r-e-s-s or you can go right to venmo at ally dash press how about that all the social media handles are going to be in the description ally i know you're about to go say hi to your family's new dog please tell the dog i love him I tell shall. your parents i love them and i love you and I love you, Nicholas. And to all of you out there listening, make proud choices. We'll see you next make time. Make proud choices. Bye. Bye. Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer. With music by Infoton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.